Wait, hold on. Before we actually start the show, I got to let you know this week's episode is a little bit different. First of all, it's going to be a lot shorter than normal. Second, I do not have my co-host Anthony here with me, but all will be explained soon. So don't worry. Okay, now let's start the show. Welcome to For the Sake of Phoenix, a podcast by Missio Day Communities, where we discuss how a community of God's people can learn to grow in God's ways for the sake of our city. I'm Chris Preby. I'm one of the hosts and one of the pastors of Missio Day Phoenix. We believe the Bible tells one unified story, and it's the true story of the whole world, a story that moves from creation to restoration, where Jesus is the hero and the church is invited to join in his redemptive work. Okay, so before we really get into it, let me just take a moment to explain how we got here. Anthony and I are not normally podcasters. Uh, We are pastors of a local small church in Phoenix, Arizona, and we had been thinking about doing a podcast for some time to kind of help provide another tool for equipping our church family to live out our role and identity as God's people in the midst of our city, to the glory of God, for the good of our neighbor. Uh, And so we say we are a community of God's people, learning to live in God's ways for the sake of our city. And our city is Phoenix, and that's where the title of this podcast came from, For the Sake of Phoenix. We have had a lot of things keeping us from getting to that podcast for a long time. And then the pandemic of 2020 hit, and suddenly... We had time. Scratch that. We didn't really have time. I think some people might have found more time during the pandemic. uh, And then others maybe were more busy. And that was definitely the case for us. But what we did have was a growing opportunity to sit behind a microphone and a computer. Rather than being out with people. Uh, And I grieved that for a long time because... The number one thing I love about what I get to do is to sit at a table with people. And I believe we're designed for that. But it did afford us the opportunity to finally start this podcast. The goal of it, as I said, to equip the church to be the church to the glory of God and the good of their city became sharply defined by the pandemic of 2020. Maybe a better way to explain that is when you think about the New Testament letters, Paul wrote letters, Peter, John, and what some might call the epistles. Many people look at those and maybe they have an idea of like they fell asleep and God gave them a dream and then just like supernaturally wrote this letter through them uh, as the inspired word of God. Or maybe you just view it as like here's a textbook to try to get to know God better. But what they actually were were letters and yes, inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. But Also, letters from people who knew a particular people they had in mind. They were pastoral letters by nature. They were writing to them about their specific context and their specific city and how do they live out their role of being a community of God's people, learning to live in God's ways for the sake of their city, Corinth or Ephesus or Thessalonica, you name it. And so you get some very real things that come up in those letters, very specific things. Do you eat this meat or do you not? And so when we sat down to do this podcast, we kind of viewed it as a modern day letter. In our day and age, we don't write and send letters as much anymore, but people do listen to podcasts. 
sometimes. And so we prayed that maybe our church would listen to this one. And some of you have. Thanks for that. And so we put this together almost as a letter to say, how do we, in this specific context, live as a community of God's people, learning to live in God's ways for the sake of our city, Phoenix? And then we found, surprisingly, there's been some people outside of our small little church who have been listening as we made this available through the interwebs. And so that's been exciting, too. We appreciate that. Thanks for joining us for that ride. We pray that this could be an encouragement to you in thinking and praying through how can you live as a community of God's people, learning to live in God's ways for the sake of your city, wherever you may be. Season one was just simply that. How do you be the church when most of us were staying home? Uh, And then as the letters in the New Testament would go sometimes, Paul would send a letter and then he'd get a report of something else happening. He'd send another letter back. Uh, In a similar way, we thought we were done after six episodes and then we saw, oh, hey, this is how the pandemic is now affecting mental health. So let's send another letter to our family, to our brothers and sisters. So that's what this has been. The first couple episodes, hopefully you've listened to already, we had our guest Crystal on. She's a member of our church family and she's also a licensed therapist, deals a lot with trauma and family therapy. They're great episodes. We also have already recorded a third episode with another guest, Noelle Davi, who's a close friend of mine and a member of our Mesa congregation of Missio Day. And she's also a licensed therapist and is opening up her practice with another member of Missio Day Mesa, Britt Johnson. And so we're excited to record that. It's a really good one. Can't wait for you to hear it. We later this week are recording with Charlie Mio, who is a pastor of the Tempe congregation of Missio Day. And we're going to be talking about uh, just spiritual disciplines and holistic discipleship and how that is connected to our mental health. It's going to be a great conversation. And then we have a couple more slated after that, where Anthony and I will be dialoguing through some of our own thoughts. But this week, for very practical reasons, was a kind of off week, a bye week on recording. And I think it actually worked out really well, not just to give me some time to edit those other episodes, but also for us to take a break and get a much needed reminder. And so right now our church, as I said, this is has, was originally done with our church in mind. Our church has been talking about our identities in Christ. Who are we because of what Jesus has done on our behalf? And in that process, I recorded a short little three-minute video where I drew out in very poor art uh, what our identities are and how they're found in the true story of the Bible, the story of the whole world, and what Jesus has done for us. It's three minutes long. If you want to see it, you can find it on our website, uh, which is missiophx.com. But I thought I would share the audio with you right now. Just three short minutes talking about who we are. And the reason we're inserting this in the middle of our season two is because the first couple episodes, we found that we were talking a lot about how our anxiety, which is part of our mental health, our anxiety is often, not always, but often stirred up by wrestling through this question of who we are, wrestling with identity. Wrestling with what we have done or what we haven't done or what we feel like we ought to do. Uh, Having these pressures placed on us or 
wondering what people think about us or uh, how, how do we perform at our job or our career or our place in the community or in our homes in light of what's going on. And a lot of that can stir up and breed anxiety. And a lot of our conversations in the past two episodes kept coming back to it really is a matter of remembering your true identity. And so with that in mind, I thought we'd take three minutes to remind ourselves of what our identity is in Jesus. Here's the audio from that video. If we're honest with ourselves, many of us seek to define our identity based off external factors. What I've accomplished in life, the experiences I've had, maybe my knowledge or education, or perhaps it's my status in this world and how I'm perceived by others. These may be true things about us or that have happened to or around us, but they are not who we are. Some of these may be even good things, but eventually they will all let us down. Whether I fail to accomplish something I've set my sights on, or I'm faced with a tragic experience, or I find limitations to my knowledge and understanding, or someone else deems my social status to be lower than I desire. If my worth and identity have been placed in any of these, I'll be crushed. But there's another way of finding our identity. It's found not in the story of my own life and what I've done, but in a much larger story of which each of our lives is a small part the true story of the whole world. It's the story of a creator who made all things, including you and I. This story tells us a lot about the identity of our creator, but one of the main ways he's revealed to us is actually through three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. As humans, we were created to be like our creator and show the rest of creation what he's like, but we have all rebelled against him and instead try to build our own identity. Our Creator knows that fighting against who we were meant to be will only bring heartache and destruction, so He's been on a mission ever since to restore us. The Father sent the Son, empowered by the Spirit, to live out the true identity of humanity, perfectly displaying to all of creation what the Father is like, and to take on the heartache and destruction of humanity's rebellion. But He didn't stay in destruction, and the Spirit lifted the Son back up, revealing His true nature and identity. Then the Father sent the Spirit to empower other humans to do the same, until all things are made right again one day by the Creator. If you trust in the Son, you now have a renewed identity because of what He has done, not based on anything you've done. Because of the Father's love, we are made part of His family. Because of the Son who served us, we too are servants. And because of the Spirit sent to us, we are also sent as missionaries into the world to reflect to all of creation what our Creator is like. We no longer have to perform or fight for our identity or make a name for ourselves. Jesus has done all the work for us. But now, because of who we are in Christ, we can live out that identity in the power of the Spirit to the glory of the Father. It's not your doing that defines your being. It's your already being in Jesus that defines what you do. Still with us? Okay, cool. One more thing then. I also want to let you know about a resource available to you to help equip you during this pandemic, especially for parents. Uh, But this is for really anyone who has kids in their lives. If you're an aunt and uncle, if you have friends with little kids, if you're part of a church community with little kids, uh, if you're a teacher, 
There is a seminar put on by the Surge Network that it's coming up next week. So if you're listening to this right now, we release this on Wednesday, August 19th of 2020. And a week from that, the 26th of August, the Surge Network will be putting together a seminar called Parenting in the Pandemic. The Surge Network is a network of churches that Missio Dei communities, our church, is a part of. It's a network of churches who are wanting to see the beauty and the glory of Jesus put on display in our city. And they're going to be hosting this seminar by Caleb and Eliza Mitchell. I hope I got their names right. And you can sign up by going to surgenetwork.com. On the website, just click on the events tab and you'll see it listed right there. Sign up for that. It's free. It's going to be a great conversation on how do we take care of our kids and parent them and shepherd and disciple them during these strange times. Thanks. And I hope you check back in with us next week as we sit down with Noel Davi. Noel Davi.